I mean, sometimes it can be like a bit startling and you're like, why? But, you know, really it can be helpful to open up to kind of what's on offers. What if you didn't even have an opinion about your thoughts? You know, my mentor said to me, if I have an opinion about my thoughts, I'm already screwed. And and it's like good, bad, right, wrong. And if something's wrong or bad, then we have to fix it. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. I want to tell you about something that I recently discovered and I absolutely love, Branch Basics. I'm so excited to share this with you because Branch Basics offers non-toxic cleaning products that actually work. And this is something that I can get behind because I truly believe that toxins can negatively contribute to our physical and our mental health. And I'm a huge fan of ditching the toxins and living as naturally as possible. Because these products are non-toxic, fragrant-free, and pure, it really makes me feel safe and at peace with what I'm using inside of our home. And I use these products on everything. I'm talking countertops, laundry, floors, toilets, and even in the dishwasher. So if you're wanting to make the switch and toss the toxins, check out Branch Basics and use code AHEALTHYPUSH at checkout for 15% off, or just grab the link in the show notes. push podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. So let's like dive right in. I know intrusive thoughts are something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, can go very hand in hand, of course, with anxiety and panic and all things. Um, so let's just start with, I would love to hear your definition, right? Like what, what is an intrusive thought? Cause I think oftentimes I'll hear from people, right. That I work with and they're like, what, what is that? Like, is that an intrusive thought? I I've seen that like online. Is that what that is? <laughs> so yeah. let's just start there. Well, to me, I guess how I feel like it today in this moment is a thought that you, that feels weird and foreign. So it's not a welcome thought. And it's interesting because I, I think having a common language can be really helpful, but I'm starting to feel like even giving them the label intrusive thoughts might give them more power and, Mm. and even thinking, even having an opinion on it, because if we have it like good, bad, right, wrong, which when I'm sharing that, it's not that it's a bad thought. And so I guess I'm kind of feeling like it might be helpful to even move in the direction of or even open up to the possibility that it doesn't even have to be unwanted. And this is a bad thought, but it's a bad thought. It doesn't mean it's mine. Because sometimes if something's bad, it's a problem and we have to fix it. Mm. And, but back to the definition, it's, you know, I think all of us have had a thought where if you're, you know, you're standing on a rooftop restaurant or bar and you think, um, oh, I could just jump or something. And you don't want to jump, but it's weird. Or... I could drop this baby or, um, you know, those are more, but 
or even like my friend was saying, he was running like a corporate kind of meditation thing. And he had the thought, do a cartwheel. And he was like, <laughs> you know, and that's a, a more mild thought. But sometimes it's like, where did that thought come from? Um, and people ha- are having weird, funny, sexual, harmful, like not it's a harmful thought, but all the time, but often they just don't think about it. You know, when I talk to a lot of my clients, they say how when they start talking about it with their friends and family, like one of my clients is like, her husband is like, oh yeah, I thought about it. I could hit my friend with my golf club the other day, but like, it's just like, oh, that's weird. And you let it go. Um, mm. But I think for whatever happens, some people are at a place that's a more, I don't, I don't know the right word is vulnerable, but, um, and that thought doesn't flow. It, it gets stuck, you know, and and sometimes it can be, um, it's not just a postpartum thing, but, um, you know, sometimes even if you hear a story of a mother that killed her children and you think, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. What type of person does it? And it could be because maybe if you are a new parent, there's some just inherent stress of having a new baby and your body going through a change and hormonal. And it's like your well-being is a little bit low. And so... <gasps> it kind of get what happens with our thoughts is they get brought to life. And yeah. so sometimes I've worked with a lot of people that they could even hear about a friend of theirs that died by suicide. And it might, and that's, our thoughts are always about us. You know, our brain makes it like we're the main character. So even if we're reading an article about a mother hurting her children, somebody dying by suicide, somebody even robbing a bank or being a pedophile, our brain's like, what type of person does that? Could you do that? And then it's brought to life and we can really feel like, could that be true? Could I be like an evil person? And and so what people do is they innocently, innocently give that thought a lot more attention than it needs. It's because it's never the thought. Um, it's our innocent, my mentor would say, innocent underlined a hundred times, innocent overreaction, where our brain's like a computer. So if we think, would I ever do that? Our brain might say, oh, you wanted me to go in your memories and think of every time you got mad. Like, and you, you know, if we're worried about what if I could lose control and kill somebody, your brain's like, remember when you you threw that ball at your brother? Um, and, and we think, oh, like the brain loves evidence. So we mm-hmm. can get, sometimes people can, their thoughts can get brought to life and they can be confused about who they are. You know, it can make them question that they're anything other than just peace and love and, and a normal human being with all types of thoughts. And, and, and so I think a big part of it is just because we have a thought doesn't mean it's ours. You know, um, sometimes people think that an intrusive thought could be what if, but sometimes they're weird. We just have a thought or humans just have a thought I want. You know, I remember in a book reading these psychologists were talking about some of their patients and clients and, a mom shared that after she heard about a school shooting, she had the thought, I wish my child was there. And she's like, I don't wish my child was there. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes they look like an image or a, a, a I want or I wish. And it's all the same. It's all just a neutral thought that comes. Mm-hmm and goes and is replaced by a new thought. Um, so it was a very long explanation, but. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I think there was so much goodness in there. So, you know, I, I think 
I've definitely had these and I had this like really fun conversation with my husband recently because he was like, no, like what? Because I shared with him a couple of thoughts that I had had, you know, back when I was really struggling. And it's so funny that you talked about the the friend at a conference. So I remember being in a meeting like at, you know, a, <laughs> the cliche round table with like, 30 other people and thinking you should just get up on the table right now and just start dancing. And I'm like, what? Like then of course I was sitting, not of course, but it's just so funny. Like you were saying when you don't have this like innocent overreaction. I mean, I had a very innocent overreaction. I'm sitting there going, okay, like, do I need to get up and walk away from the table? Cause is that something that I'm actually going to do right now? And like, if I did that, I mean, these people are going to think that I'm crazy. And like, why would I think that? Like, and then I would try to figure it out, right? Like, I felt like I had to fix something. And I think that's kind of where we get stuck, right? Because like my husband, you know, after we, after I give him a couple of examples, I was like, yeah, I mean, I've had the thought like driving in the car of like jerking the steering wheel while going really fast. And he was like, okay, now you're concerning me a little bit. And I'm like, no, it's like a totally like, I know it's outlandish. I know it's silly. I wouldn't do that. But back when I was struggling, you know, I really did. I I thought into it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what would I do that? If I did that, what would that look like? Like what would happen? Like maybe I shouldn't be driving at higher speeds. Like, you know, and I think that's where we sort of get caught. I mean, I know at the time my nervous system was haywire, so that contributed. But I was so like my brain always wanted to figure it out, right, and analyze. Yeah. And I think you said something, what would it look like? Like that's what our brain mm-hmm. does. And it so sometimes it can feel like an urge when because you're picturing swerving, you're picturing dancing on the table, and you're not – none of this is intentional. We have a thought and it gets brought to life. And so in a way it's, our brain is trying to figure out to prevent something bad from happening. So it's imagining you swerving to see, oh no, like, oh no, I'd never do that. But when you're anxious, everything's distorted and you can't, you're not really wise, you can't win. So if you're there, you're like, but sometimes it can feel like an urge to some people. Um, And it can feel like they have to stop themselves from dancing from yelling something out, um, from swerving the car, from stabbing somebody. But when it comes to intrusive thoughts and anything with anxiety or OCD, it's it's a it's a condition of over control, not under control. Um, you know, and so it's it's not really an urge. It's it's like a miss. Uh, it's like a misfire, a miscommunication, where it's just as you said. You're picturing it and and it can almost feel like we have to hold ourselves back, but that's that's not. You're just feeling that rush of adrenaline, feeling really can or people are feeling really confused. Um, and there's it, it's kind of the opposite ends of a, of the spectrum, actually, from urge to um intrusive thoughts to just anxiety. And I also think to me, um when we have that thought, I could jerk the wheel. I, some, I, our brain is like a computer and, and also we're just interpreting, you know, we get, I think up sometimes 60,000 thoughts a day. And 
So to me, what might be down the pipeline is, oh, you're driving fast. Hold on to the wheel. Like, make sure you drive straight. And then somehow mm-hmm. it's mixed up and it's like, what if you just swerved? And, and our brains are like, that's not what I said. I, you know, like, it, you know, I think sometimes when it's something that we care about, when if you're chopping with a knife and the the kind of, because it's, we're just putting this energy into words and thinky thoughts when it's just as sometimes it's not even a thought it's just this energy of you're driving your children in the car and you're going fast hey make sure you make sure you stay in your lane and then it's like what i could swerve my car no um, <laughs> yeah i think sometimes it's just like the wires get crossed because i don't see anything i've never seen anything besides love that's underneath anybody's intrusive thoughts. I think the people that struggle the most um, that I work with that um, will stop eating, will stop sleeping, that will feel like they could be a danger. It's such an innocent misunderstanding because they're so willing to, well, they don't intentionally torture themselves, but they feel like just because they had the thought, and especially sometimes if it's a what if about being a pedophile for whatever reason that idea gets in their head and they get really, really confused. Um, and uh, nothing, no, I've never talked to anybody that isn't just lovely and kind and, and confused. Yeah. I, so something that resonated so strongly, I've never heard it put that way that it's over control, not under control. Cause I feel like I always, it was like, it was the opposite for me, right? Like I always felt like, you know, I'm, I'm lacking control, like that this is making me feel like I need to do something to like get, you know, ahead of it or to control things. And I, I mean, so much of <laughs> what I struggled with was trying to gain control. Like I thought in any and all situations, right? Like I need to have the most control. And if I do, things will be good. Like everything will be peaceful. (laughs) Like I was, you know, exactly what you don't know at at the time, right? You're kind of creating all that chaos rather than cultivating that peace and just like knowing that's within you. So, I mean, I'm glad that we've shared some of the thoughts, right? Because I think people, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that you work with too, as well as people that I work with, they're like, please tell me that somebody else has had a thought like this. Like, please tell me I'm not crazy. And, you know, I used to think with some of the more like the the harm type thoughts, I would think this is messed up. Like, you know, I messed up. There's something wrong with me. You know, like you gave the perfect example, right, of like using a knife. And my brain sometimes would go to the place of like, what if you just stabbed yourself? And it's like, I'm, I'm not going to stab myself. but those types of thoughts, of course, can be scary. Yeah. And so I think they kind of give it a, a different response. And I just want, you know, people to know, right, that those those thoughts are okay. They don't make you crazy. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Like, but I know people often don't share these things. Like, you know, and sitting down with people, they'll they'll, you know, I've never told anyone this. And I can tell they're like even really uncomfortable to tell me. And I'm like, I trust me, I get it. Yeah. So, you know, just being able to speak the things out loud to be able to share it and to to hear, like, no, 
there's nothing so crazy about you. Like no. you just have some outlandish, weird, silly thoughts. And we all do. <laughs> we all do. I mean, it's how weird are dreams? You know, we have a oh. dream, you like touch your eyelash and all your eyelashes are falling and you're like going to a high school reunion naked or you're back in college, like, and your teeth fall out. And, and like, I mean, I know some people can, can interpret their dreams or have thoughts about it, but we're also like, well, I mean, often we're like, oh, that was weird. Cause it's just our brain. Like we're just having a lot of people don't take their dreams so seriously. I mean, sometimes it can be like a bit startling and you're like, why? But, you know, really it, it can be helpful to open up to kind of what's on offers. What if you didn't even have an opinion about mm. your thoughts? You know, my mentor said to me, if I have an opinion about my thoughts, I'm already screwed. Mm. And he explained, it's like good, bad, right, wrong. And if something's wrong or bad, then we have to fix it. And what happens is then we just add more thinking and humans do much better. Everybody, all animals, all, all we have a quieter mind, you know, and that's kind of when you had brought up our nervous system too, you know, if we're constantly on guard for, no, 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 I don't, I don't want this bad thought, um, or I have to get to the bottom of it, or no, I, I don't, I don't want to have any thought when I'm chopping a knife. I don't want to have any thoughts when I'm driving the car. I don't want to have any thoughts around children. Our nervous system is on high alert and we are our thinking gets distorted, you know? And so we are, and then also we're just, you know, when it's like, I know it's overused, but it's like, don't think of the pink elephant. Cause then you're like, don't, don't think of it. And then our brain's just like, oh, you want to think of these right. things. Um, so we just can innocently or people can innocently get, innocently get caught up. And, and, and I think that's where I hope that if anybody leaves knowing they're not alone, they're not broken. Nothing is wrong with them because yeah, then people feel guilty. And then they just, what happens is too, we have a thought and it gets brought to life, you know? And so they feel guilty and they, sometimes people can think because they feel that strongly, it must be true, you know? And we can just get really confused, you know? Um, and it's kind of been interesting. I used to have an eating disorder. And so some of it, I, I feel like a lot of connections with how we can be in a state of mind and feel horrible about our bodies. And it can feel really true, you know, kind of like body dysmorphia when people can get to a state where they are just so wrong about their body and they are so innocently, mm -hmm. innocently wrong about food where, you know, for whatever it is, whether it's just more of a restrictive diet or, or more of an eating disorder where that can feel really, really true about food and about their body. And they can just get so confused. And that's what can happen sometimes because it's all the same. Like thoughts work the same. They get brought to life and we feel like they're true. So people can feel like I'm a horrible mom. I could be a danger, but it's just all the thoughts that get brought to life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love the, like, what if you didn't have an opinion? Because I think that's so often where I went and I know where many people go is like the wanting to analyze, figure it out. Like, is there meaning, right? Does it mean anything? And it's like, what if I just didn't have an opinion at all? Like, what if I just let the thought in and let the thought go and I don't 
do anything with it. And not to say that's obviously easy because that was really hard, like to practice having a different response to my thoughts, like really sending that signal to my brain of like, no, 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 like we don't have to go down this path wasn't easy because of course my brain was just like, oh no, but we do. So let's go. (laughs) So like, you know, breaking that was really tough, but I love that. Like, what if I just didn't have an opinion about this thought? Yeah. Because we all, like you, I don't know, I I think, you know, you bring your thoughts to life with really like creating the stories and like trying to figure out the meanings and all that stuff. So I love that. But, you know, I think you hit on something else too of like, I just don't want to have any of these thoughts, right? It's like, I work with a lot of people. It's not just the thoughts, right? It's like, I don't, I don't want to feel anxious at all. Like, you know, I don't want to have any of the symptoms. Like, how do I get rid of all of the symptoms? <laughs> and it's just like that it, it can be so tough because it's like, yeah, I, I get you don't want to have any of them, but what if we just allowed you to have them and maybe you didn't have such an opinion about them? Yeah. Like, no, 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 yeah. Or just like didn't respond to them in such a way that's like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to like, I got to do something with this. Yeah. Yeah. I know when he's, that's from Michael Neal. He's the one that said the opinion. And I took it to exactly where you were talking because then I thought, what if I didn't have an opinion about how I feel? Like, cause sometimes mm-hmm. I still, will have a thought, oh, I feel weird. And I have this story that I have too much thinking about work and I work too hard and then I get too many, like get too many thoughts in my head and I start to feel weird. And, and that's bad. And it's me and I've gotten myself in this, you know, it, it's, it's like I hold this expectation of being, I don't know, even less, like, I don't have disordered anxiety. I don't have OCD. Like, I don't struggle with that. But it's like, I'll hold myself to this level of, like, perfection almost or perfection on my level. And so then if I start to feel like my brain gets loud, I'm like, oh, now I feel weird. And and it's like, and it's like oh, you did it again. I wonder, what did you do? Did you, mm. like, I was multitasking and I was also listening to a podcast. Like, and I'm, and so when he said that the next day, I noticed that I, had an opinion about how my head felt, you know, like it was like, oh, well now I feel weird and great. You did it again. And, and I, and it, what popped in was just that tap on the shoulder because what we were talking about is having an insight. Like when there's that little aha moment about it, that's what actually changes us from the inside out. So it's not very, it's not hard work, you know? So I just noticed, and it wasn't like, I have to do it it felt like it was on offer. And I was like, like, I wasn't just going to take my brain because our brain is just a computer. So if it's just in the habit of, oh, this sensation means bad, this sensation in your head means weird, means bad. I was like, but what if it doesn't? Like, Mm -hmm. what if I just didn't have to buy into that? And it was just like, and then it just kind of flowed. Like, and it was just kind of what I felt like, oh, was just like a new direction, you know? And, And I think, my friend just said this to me, and I don't know who is the original person who said it, but that suffering is resisting what is. And so when you accept something, even if you don't like it, it makes it a much easier thing to bear and it flows quickly. So, because I think we're all kind of making up what we need to be okay. Well, all right, I can handle anything, but I can't handle these heart palpitations. Um, and 
So then we start and it's like, well, this is bad. The heart palpitations came. Um, but then what happens is we're kind of on high alert for the heart palpitations. And then there's this resistance and we're like, um, and it's so innocent. I had that with breathing. I had that with, with feeling whatever feeling weird is, which I realized that's just a story. My brain's just like, this is weird. When I'm like, why is this head sensation bad or weird? And, um, and so I feel like I haven't even seen that insight fully play out. Cause I think Michael just said that to me last week. And that's what I think is so exciting in being a human is like, we're, our, our understanding is always going deeper, you know, where it's like, oh, even a little bit more peace and, and ease is available. Um, and I actually had a, I had back to school night at my son's school and I hadn't been like to an in-person thing and I had had a headache, but I put it off and then it like went away, but then I forgot about it. And then I kind of, you know, when you get engaged, which engaged with something in present, you can forget, like, then you're just, you're not okay. aware. So I had a client. And so I was just like, I'm not going to feel the headache. And then I didn't. And then I got in the car and there was the headache. Um, and, and then I thought, oh, and then I had some thinking, oh no, I have a headache. And when am I going to eat and blah, blah, blah. And like, just I'll wind up my story. But like, I felt a little bit anxious at this back to school night. And, um, and I felt a little nauseous also because of the headache. And so then I was there and I had the thought, what if you throw up? And it kind of, as we say, like gets brought to life. And so all of these are also, even though they're not the more taboo intrusive thoughts, these are all just like, it's an unwanted thought. Like I, you know, an unwanted idea. I don't want to throw up and back to school night, but I also know it's a distorted thought. So I had it and instantly it was just kind of peace because I was like, well, I just knew it's unlikely to happen, but if it does, my wisdom and common sense will guide me out of this room. Like, so it was, it was interesting because it was a slight bit of anxiety, but with, with a side of grace, with a side of acceptance. And so I sat there and I could almost feel like the rush of adrenaline coming where I'd be fine. I'd listen to the teacher and then it would kind of come and I'd feel like, Oh, I could throw up. And I was like, okay, you know, and then and then it would come back down. It was mild um, compared to, you know, how my anxiety would be years ago. But it was, for the most part, it was like 90 something acceptance. So I didn't add on to it. It was, of course, sure, I'd love to feel more present and not nauseous, like at a back to school night. But I also was like, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything about my well-being. I don't need to figure it out. And even though in the background, my brain was like, maybe you are sick or maybe you did something. Maybe your jeans are too tight. Like, you know, my brain's just like, our brains are just chattering away, but I didn't have to hop on that train. So new thoughts would come. And it was interesting because that happened to me once two years ago when, and this time I wouldn't have called it a panic attack, but one time I'd almost had a panic, but I, I just didn't resist it. I just allowed whatever was happening. And I felt that wave of, you know, it was like a mind, which I wasn't trying to mindfully ride that wave, but I could really feel it of it coming and going. And so this was, there was a little bit more adrenaline in my system and I could feel it ramping up. And I, you know, then it was like, yeah, the nausea would come. And then, you know, probably within less than a minute, it would go down. And, and I kind of just resigned myself to, oh, it's fine. I just will feel bad for this 45 minute session and, 
And then I just left it at there where I think before, you know, four years ago or something, if I had had a moment, it would have been like, oh my God, I'm so different and I'm a failure. And oh my God, you know, I would have just, it would have been a crisis. And I would have just felt like here I am feeling again, so different. And now it's like, all right, big whoop, um, not front page news. And then, I don't know. And then I went back and had a lovely dinner and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, not adding on to it obviously is incredibly helpful Mm -hmm. and also very hard not to add on to it when you're very used to doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of that is intertwined with the stories, right? Mm Because the stories kind of keep going and they, they keep flowing and you're like, okay, like I don't, I don't really know what to do with this. I don't want to keep going on this train, but like, I don't really know how to stop it. And like, you know, it's it's very hard just to, you know, have some acceptance and to not resist and to not add on to it. But, you know, I think a lot of our thoughts get so much more power, right? The more we add on to them and create an even greater narrative where it's like, no, actually at some point you can take a step back and realize like, oh, like I am – I am creating some of the story, right? Like I am I am designing some of this. Like and and I need to like pull back and and recognize like, well, I can just let this be here and I don't need to do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. We're I mean, there's such freedom because there's no judgment that we are creating it. Always. We're always living in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of reality. Um, and that's there's no judgment because we can all get caught up. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that was for me having wonderful mentors that would just show me that they're human. Like thoughts are invisible. We're always going to get unproductive thoughts. And it's not the thoughts, but just as you were saying, it's our relationship to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so helpful. Even if we just know, we're always feeling our thinking, not feeling reality. So if I'm feeling my thinking that, you know, kind of what we were talking about, maybe somebody that is still sometimes having an unhelpful story, like you're anxious and you're so different. You're so broken. Look at all these moms who are not anxious and what's wrong with you. And we're, we're not going to take that so seriously because we just know, yeah, it feels true at that level, but it's just our thinking getting brought to life. It's just an illusion, you know? Um, and when we can let our feelings be our guide, because any don't, anytime we don't feel good, that just means our thinking's off just as, you know, we just got on the, a train of thought that's not headed anywhere. Good. So it's not telling us about our ability, our nature, who we are as moms, as humans, as, you know, and then, then it's fine, whatever thoughts we have about ourselves, because we just know (laughs) we don't have to take them so seriously. Because, you know, if you've ever had like, you're just in a lower mood and you can feel horrible about how you look, horrible about how you, you know, your job, your relationship, like. And then maybe you get a good night's sleep or you eat some food and you're like, right. that is all. like so it's just like, I, I feel like I'm effortlessly in a habit of not taking my thinking seriously when I don't feel good. And so then I'm free to have any thoughts without having much of an opinion because I know I, in a way, like let my feelings be my guide if I feel good. And sometimes I'm not like thinking, I'm just present. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I love like just having so much grace with yourself of like... <laughs> You're going to have thoughts and 
it's okay. And like some people are just less in tune with them, right? Like when I shared that stuff with my husband, he was like, whoa, what? But then he like actually was like, oh no, I've had some some wacky thoughts. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just so funny that, you know, some people like he doesn't latch on to any of them. And it's just like, okay. And for me, it was the I gave myself no grace, right? Like the you can't have any of these. Like you need to make them go away. And once I started to realize like, oh, this is part of the problem and I don't need to – I can just be gentle with myself and it's okay and I can just let these thoughts go. Well, I love that you said that because thoughts are transient. They move on their own. So I didn't know that. And so for a long time, I would try to like do thought work and replace my thoughts and like – And it's just more work than we need to do. And when we let our thoughts go, we cannot help but have a new thought. So even if we said today, like, just think of intrusive thoughts for the whole day. We'll pay you a million dollars. Only think of the elephant like you're not because you're going to get hungry. And you're you're like any thought. It's in a way like my mentor had said something. If somebody said, oh, how do I remember something? I don't have my phone. I don't have anything to write something down. Mm. And you say, uh, try not to think about it. (laughs) And so it's like, sometimes, you know, you go to the store, even if you're like, even if you write something down, you're like onions. Okay. You know, toilet paper, onions, milk, this. And you're like, I need onions for the soup. Sometimes I don't know if it's just me, but like you go to the store and you're like, oh my God, onions. Um, I forgot them. Like they were kind of important. You didn't want to forget them. Um, But, you know, I thought of it because like I was, um, dog sitting a couple months ago and it was kind of important. We ran out of poop bags. And so I was like trying to say, I was like, don't forget to put the fresh bag of poop bags in. And then as it works, I had a whole new thought, but I was like, I said it like three times like (laughs) myself. And then by the time I get back home, flew out of my mind. I go to the walk the dog again and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no poop bag. So I was like, do not forget poop bags. I like forgot it again. But so the third time I had to work hard. I was like, poop bags. And immediately when I got to the house, I got them. But like, that's actually how hard we have to work when we want. I mean, that's a, that might be extreme. People might be like, what are you talking about? But like, you know, when I, I know people that don't want to forget their niece's birthdays or their anniversaries, and they put a reminder in their calendar, you know, because even if like, that's just how thoughts work when we don't really care, or even if we care a little bit, we want them to stay, they just flow because that is the nature of thought is that it flows. And so there's so much freedom right there that if you can know a little bit or even know deeply how neutral your thoughts are, how meaningless they are, how normal you are, you can have a thought about swerving your car, being a pedophile, murdering someone, and the next thought could be about veggie curry. Like really, it's like, and then you can also have the thought of what if I'm a pedophile or I want to stab myself and you can kind of feel bad or you can, you know, you might feel like, and then literally you can be like, you don't even have to do anything. And the next thought can be, oh my gosh, I have that veggie curry in the fridge and you can get excited to eat. You know, like that's what's on offer for every human being. You know, you and I are sitting here and people might say, oh, as if we have something special, like we're the exception, but we're not. Like we're just the rule in action where this is possible for everybody. You know, nobody is more enlightened or better set up for healing. 
everybody has mental health inside of them. I love that. That is like the most perfect thing to end on that like I just love that you said that because I think sometimes people do think, right, like Shannon, you're just an exception. Lily, you're just an exception. And yeah, no, that's not the case. (laughs) And, you know, through my actions and behaviors, I did a lot of wonderful work. (laughs) Um, So I know you do a ton of work with intrusive thoughts. So if people want to dig in more, learn more from you, where can they find you, Lily? Oh, thank you. Yes. And um, well, my on TikTok, I'm just at peace from within. On Instagram, it's underscore peace from within. And both of those has links to my website. And yeah, I have um, like a three hour intrusive thoughts workshop, which is really wonderful. I did it with two other coaches and you get to hear other people. Um, yeah, my website is peace-from-within.com. But my socials have all those links and it's like a super affordable workshop. It can be really nice. I've had a lot of great feedback from people that really set them free and they realized, um, you know, one of the coaches, I did it with Danny Cobbin and Dave Shine and Dave said, you're already perfect. So stop trying so hard. And I got this one man wrote me just the most amazing email. If someone goes on the website, you'll see it. And he was just like, he realized that, that he, like that just resonated so deeply. I can't even do it justice, but because he's also a man. So at first he's like, what does this woman know about me? But so what we're talking about is just humans, however you identify. And um, so if you're struggling with intrusive thoughts or, you know, someone who is, um, it's, it's very light and loving. And I think that's, I feel like was the message that we were talking about today is just how normal and how wonderful and how loving humans are. We all are. It's only our thinking that can tell us otherwise. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lily. I always love having you on the podcast. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I love talking to you. And before I end this episode, I want to mention that I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode or any others with somebody who you feel could benefit from what I share here. You sharing these episodes is what helps me to reach and support others who need it. And if you have an extra minute in your day today, I'd also really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single review and this too is what helps me to help more people to heal and overcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.